0: This marvelous scripture in Romans that tells us how the whole kingdom operates. Without this, you would never know that God's kingdom operated this based on religion, preachers, just anybody. Um, uh, matter of fact, as I was talking to the, uh, the man that opened it up to us last week or week before, whatever, I said something about He said, well, what, what are y'all? And I said, well, actually, we're Pentecost." We're Pentecostal. And uh, he said, well, well, well. I said, would y'all have a problem with that? He said, well, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Y'all, y'all. y'all he said, you know, we, we believe in the Holy Ghost. Uh, he said, but those tongues. He said, And he looked at me. Tongues. Because Nazarenes believe that they're filled with the Holy Ghost, but you don't do tongues. There's kind of a, you know, we we do the the two-step, and y'all do the three-step. So they... They don't do tongues. And so he's like, well, I, I don't care if y'all what y'all do back there. <laughs> so, uh, but you wouldn't. Yeah, that's what. Yeah, he said, y'all can kind of good with me if you, unless y'all have snakes. So somehow Pentecost is tied to snakes. And I said, no, sir, we don't do snakes. We don't like snakes. We don't believe in snakes. We, so I, I, I got me a talking point even for today to tell him. Um, we, 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 we believe we're spirit-filled, but we don't do snakes, and we don't do pies, and we don't do that drinking strychnine stuff that uh, they do. But I'll tell you, I read a book. There's a book, and I read it. Colin gave it to me about churches up on Sand Mountain and along the Tennessee line. It is against the law to handle snakes uh, in churches, but they do it all the time. And uh, they've been a bunch of them, you know, died from copperheads and, uh, and drinking strychnine. They believe you prove your faith that if you're in the Spirit... That you can drink strychnine and uh because because of uh mark because of uh uh mark sixteen it says they if they drink any poisonous thing, they shall pick up serpents and it will not harm them. Well, they took that one scripture and they 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 actually what they're doing is they're tempting Christ. The word says don't tempt him, but they do, and a lot of them get by with it, but uh some of them saw Jesus sooner than they thought. <laughs> Hallelujah! So y'all don't talk about snakes if we go in there and talk to them. Y'all don't mention any snakes. We're we're undercover. Chapter two of Romans. Let's talk about something because I was what I was telling about uh, uh, this this guy. I said he said, "What else do y'all believe?" And I said, "Well, we we believe in healing." I said, "I know everybody believes God can heal." Yeah, yeah, yeah. I said, "But uh, we we have healing meetings sometimes." He said, "Oh yeah, God." Uh, I said, "You you believe God can heal?" Yeah, it'd be up to him, though. It wouldn't, you know, we can't tell anything back there. So it's just a standard religious thinking, and uh, we've got to look in the Word to find out what the truth is. If we let anybody tell us what they felt or what they thought, we would miss it. But it says here in, in uh, verse 3, And thinkest thou this, O man, that judges them which do such things, and doest the same. He said, You're criticizing them, and you're doing the very same thing. Do you think that thou shalt escape the judgment of God? And then he goes on. He takes it to a second thought. He said, or despiseth thou the riches of his goodness. I hope you have that underlined, the riches of his goodness. Because people say, well, you know, God's good. Yeah, all the time. God's good all the time. But here it says the riches of his goodness. He's known. He is known for his goodness. This is his banner. People want to make a lot of banners about him, him being holy or him being a lot of things. But here it says the riches of his goodness and what else is he known for? And forbearance and long suffering. Long suffering. Long suffering. Well, you know if you and I if we could know somebody that's very patient and long suffering, then we know God's going to be he's going to be better than any man. Even when Jesus told uh, uh, Peter, when P- Peter said, How many times should we forgive, Lord? Seven times? I thought of that number all by myself. He said, You know, seven times. I- I'm willing to f- for seven times. And the Lord said, Yeah, but 70 times seven. And the implication there is it's innumerable. So his long suffering, his forgiveness, and his goodness are unfathomable. Are he said, The only way you would. You would despise the riches of His goodness, you'd get to the end of that. Or any way that you would not acknowledge His forbearance and longsuffering would be that you are not knowing that the goodness of God leadeth men to repentance. Leadeth thee to repentance, leadeth men to repentance. So here's God's secret weapon How how does God manage His kingdom? How does He manage people being born in sin, the seed of Adam? and get them over here to be born again, to be children of God? How does he bring them to the Lord Jesus by Holy Spirit and give them their new life, their inheritance in the Lord? Because the Bible says, for God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten Son. So he, everybody has a right to be saved, don't they? Everybody. So how, what is God's way to do it? I, I see that he wants to do it. He sent Jesus for all of us, but how does he do it? Well, if you listen to most people, he's, uh, he's got a cattle prod, and he's, he, there's a little gate up here. And he's just he's going around here like a sheep dog and working him over here with this you, know, you know, and it makes, him, makes us jump and say, oh, Lord, yes, sir, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to do that bad thing. I, I didn't mean to get in sin. But now I see how, how that cattle prod, how that punishment, how my, I lost my job and my children are sick and, and, and things are going terrible. I see that you want me to get saved and get more of this. And get in the kingdom and, and get whooped and, and chased. No, that's not how he does it. He doesn't get behind us and, and zap us. He gets in front of us and leads us. And he said, hey, I'm going to feed you today and I'm going to feed you tomorrow. And I'm going to put a cover over your head today and I'm going to put one over your head tomorrow. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to love you today and I'm going to love you tomorrow. I'm going to forgive you today and I'm going to forgive you tomorrow. Well, Lord, what if I do a bad, bad thing tomorrow? He said, I got it covered already. Took care of that. That's how he leads us into the the narrow place, and uh, but you, you you people will say that they'll say yes, amen, yeah, but then when you get them over there where something bad has happened to somebody, they immediately will go to, well, God did that because they were doing bad things, and you can't have a schizo God. <laughs> he's not bipolar. He's 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 in he's in his right mind, um, and let's look here. It says forbearance there. It means tolerance. He has an amazing tolerance. Now, I want to tell you all something. He's got more tolerance from people than you and I. And you'd say, I don't really get that. I would have whooped him. I'd have sent him to hell. I'd have beat him up. But then you'd have to put you in there with us, cause, with them, because we've all done everything anybody you think of should, that should have the wrath of God. We've done all of that. We have to go with where, wherever somebody else is being sent. So I'm glad he's merciful and patient and long-suffering. Cause he, it's the only way I made it in. It, there wasn't any way. And we looked at this word "leadeth." Uh, it says, "Not knowing that the goodness of God leadeth." The word there is "induce." He puts. You know how you how, you know how you lead children to be quiet. You give them a cookie. You give them a, an iPad. You you turn on uh, the uh, cartoons. You turn that on. You you do what you induce them into doing what you want them to do, and it's always good. And, you know, kids, you can threaten them. (laughs) You can threaten them, and it lasts just until you turn here. As soon as you turn here, they're back to that. Oh, my. Oh, my. We should know that we're just children. We're just children, and, and it's not any different. So he induces us. He's always saying tomorrow's a better day come go with me and then it says that uh, to repentance and that word is taken it's an old elizabethan uh word but it really means to change it means to reverse to turn around that's what it means he wants us to change from our bad life our bad ways our going into destruction it hurts him for us to be in danger all the time sin does not bother god but he doesn't like us to experience the wages of sin, which is always trouble. He's a good father. He's he's getting it, you know, don't go out in the street. This is a truck street. He's trying to keep us out of that. So uh, uh but this goodness shows up because we're in a world that's gripped by the curse. Everything's cursed. Y'all know everything's cursed? We're 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 redeemed from the curse. But the curse is still out there, and we get under this umbrella that keeps us from being in the curse. We're in a world of sin. We're in a world of rebellion. We're in a world of lawlessness. Just look at the news right now. People are losing it over the rights that they perceive that are theirs. They're willing to kill. They're willing to kill. Certainly maim and destruct. It's amazing what the world, what the lawless, what the, the... let me just tell y'all something. The left are not don't have a doctrine or don't have a an agenda. They're just godless. I want to tell you if 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 you run into someone and you go, you are left. You are you are liberal. They're just godless. They're godless. They just don't. Conservatives are. I don't say they have a lot of things that they're not better people, but generally they are conservative because they're churchgoers and they're born again and they want. Uh, they want to save babies from abortion, and they want families that are we don't care- we don't really care in the sense of a, a of a church we don't really care for the that 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 the uh the l b g d r l q whatever they ares have if they want to go off and do what they want to do let me just tell you there's a lot of things going on I don't like, but it's not that I have a thing about them doing it's just but now they want me to to change my life so that they can do it. They're threatening the way I believe so that they can better believe that. And that's where it has to stop. They're changing America. And we're getting away from the godly things. And that's where it has to stop. It's not that... I mean, it is sin, but there's a lot of things that are sin. Stealing sin, but people steal all the time. Well, I don't hate people that steal. I just don't want to steal. Don't make me a party to that. That was way off the subject. But, uh, so we got this world around us, and the goodness of God is supposed to be the thing that is so different than the world, which is based on punishment. If you do a bad thing and we catch you, we're going to punish you. We're going to put you in jail. We're going to fine you. We're going we're to we're punish you. And God says, I don't punish. Jesus took the punishment for all of us. Woohoo! He bore it and carried it away. He was the scapegoat that carried us, our judgment, away. So there is no judgment in the earth. The only judgment there is in the earth right now is if you sow it, you're going to reap it. So there is a judgment of whatsoever man soweth, that shall he also reap. And so if you, if you do bad things, bad things are coming. If you don't want to give, well, uh, you're not going to have much giving. So there is a judgment in that sense, but God's not judging. Um. Let's turn to Proverbs chapter thirteen. What is goodness? It's a lot of things. I just sat down and uh uh thought about what what I thought was goodness, and I looked it up, and it's pretty much in there. Uh, what would you all say goodness was? Anybody got an idea of some uh, one thing that would describe goodness? y'all can do better than this, and I can outweight you. It's kindness. I'll just jump start, y'all. Would you say somebody that was good was kind? Okay. What else? Merciful, absolutely. What else? Giving, generous. Good is generous. Like, like, well, what do you have to have? Can you do it with less? Well, that's not good. That's just parsing it out. But good is like, ah, that's not enough. Take this, you might need more. What else? Anything else? Compassion. Compassion. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Just gets in there. Empathizes. Gets in there with you even though they're doing fine. What would you have? Helping. Call. Oh, yes. Someone that's good is a helper. Um, I have favor here. If someone gives you favor, they're good. They don't have to. There's a lot there. God wants to change the world with goodness, not with justice. Justice is coming. There's a time coming. It's in the tribulation is when it'll be opened up and when that justice will prevail. But right now we, we're in a mercy realm. We're in, the, we're in the grace realm. The grace realm is where we are living right now and judgment has been suspended so that everybody can experience the goodness of God. We're not getting what we deserve. We're getting what uh, Jesus got, what we deserved. So we're in a grace realm. There is no judgment right now except what I just said, uh, seed time and harvest. God is not saying, you heard my people, I'm coming after you. He there's built in things that if you, if, you, if you smack somebody, they're going to come after you in the world. It's kind of built in, but God's not sending it. Amen. In Proverbs 13, we've been looking at this scripture. It says in verse 12, uh, Hope deferred maketh the heart sick, but when the desire cometh, it's a tree of life. So hope deferred is like the world. They never, it never, it's always delayed. Hope or goodness in the world is always delayed. It's just always barely there, barely enough. And, uh, but when the tree of life, or when, excuse me, when the desire coming, that same word can be translated goodness. When the goodness comes, it's a tree of life. Y'all know that when goodness comes? When goodness comes. Praise God. Uh, uh, this week someone gave me a $100 bill. I had good thoughts towards them. Do y'all know what I'm talking about? I said, bless you, bless you. Uh, Yeah, it was goodness. They were generous and and it came. But uh, I've had people in my life where I was desperate. I was at the end of it and had gone a little further and shared with them or they knew about my situation. And they said, how about that? Hmm. Well, bless your heart got in their little car and drove off. Well, I, 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 you know, you want to think thoughts about that, but you just have to say, ah, it's coming from the Lord, so it's coming from somewhere else, unless they turn around. Hallelujah. In Proverbs 18, can you slip over there? There's so many ways this could go, but let, let's just talk about the goodness of God for a minute. In chapter 18, let's look in verse uh, 16. It says, a man's gift... That would be giving. It's also translated giving. A man's gift or a man's giving maketh room for him. A man's goodness makes good room for him. And what does it do? It brings him before great men. So goodness here, you can see that when you're good or when God's good, but then when we're even good, it produces good things. If you hold on tight to everything, it might not make room for you before great men. If you come in with no gift, if you come in with no generosity, just a thought there. Chapter 25. We're just looking at how this is through the Bible, that goodness is very important to God's plan. Chapter 25, verse 11 says, a word fitly spoken. So that would be a good word, fitly spoken. It fit. A word fitly spoken is like apples of gold in pictures of silver. A good word produces good things. Goodness is important. Look in chapter 25, look in verse 25 right there. It says, as cold waters to a thirsty soul, so is good news from a far country. Goodness there. If you refresh someone, it is talking about water there, but more than that, if you just refresh someone. Wow, you look good today. Man, you're a blessing to me. Thank you so much for praying for me, or being in my life, or whatever. It's a it's a it's cold water to a thirsty soul. It refreshes someone. But I looked at some things about goodness that that are on the negative side. That if you if you're good, there's certain things that'll start leaving your life. One thing I wrote down was is uh, if you want to be good, you cannot always be waiting on someone to apologize. And this is major, y'all. We have a culture, and the church is certainly not exempt from it, and, and I would dare say that all of us have been guilty of this, just guessing, of waiting on someone to apologize for what they did to us. And you know, while we're waiting, we're not always nice. Y'all say amen when you catch it, hallelujah. You know, uh, you and I, we've been forgiven and we we have no right for an apology because we've been forgiven of stuff that we gave no apology for to the Lord. And when you're in a pulpit ministry and you're talking all the time off off of things that are relevant and important, you say things that you shouldn't have said, m- most of them innocently, but sometimes you say stuff and you go, and, and, and your wife's over there just melting into the floral, and you go, what? My zipper down? Is my, is my tire, you know? No, what you just said. I didn't say anything. You know, you just go through this thing. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Well, that happens a lot up here. I say things that I shouldn't have said. Now, in my younger day, when I was just starting out, I, I thought that you should fix things from the pulpit. So I would craft my illustrations to aim at certain people to fix them. And, of course, if you've got 75 or 100 people, you know, they can't nail you. But if you have less than 20, you've got to be careful because it's a little obvious. But I don't do that anymore anyway. That's wrong. But back to the other. Waiting on an apology will leave you mad all the time. And goodness cannot flow if you're waiting on someone to apologize. And they know better. I mean, you're, you're like, you know, you know. I have someone in my life right now that actually uh, he's a born-again man, and his brother did something to him that he thought was terrible. He thought it was terrible. And finally, just to get him off of him, the brother said, I'm sorry. He did say, I'm sorry. In which turn, the offended brother said, I don't think your apology was sincere enough. Now, the one that gave the apology is not even born again. And this man is. And he said, I don't think you gave me a good enough apology. I reject it. Well, do you all know this is messing with that brother's salvation? He's like, I just apologized to a Christian and he said my apology wasn't good enough. So now he's messing with God and it's it's just terrible what happened. We don't. We are not owed an apology. You owe me an apology. Well, probably, yeah, that would be the best for you, and I would feel better, but because I'm big inside, I just forgive you anyway. Without you asking, I just forgive you because I've been forgiven. So goodness means that we rise up when others are not good and don't do it right. Probably if they could do it right they would have never done it or they certainly would have apologized but since it's all messed up we got to be good when nobody's good so right now if you got anybody that you're waiting on an apology from them it drop it let it go it's just killing you it's just burning a hole through you I've, I've had these holes burned through me I've had lots of people that have done me wrong and not too long ago accused me of things and done me just done me wrong And I had to take a big Jesus breath and just say, "Ah, ah, that doesn't matter. If I'm approved by the Lord, I'm approved. If He accepts me, I'm gonna sail on." But I've had them where they just every time I saw them, they just gnawed in me. Just and you get people that leave wrong. They leave the church wrong. They just disappear. I had a couple leave one time, and I I didn't know they left. (laughs) they <laughs> just didn't come for a couple weeks but there's a lot of times they didn't come. So I saw him in the grocery store and he left. And I'm just chatting it up. Well, we're going to do this next week at the church and God just showed us this and that and the other. you got to leave right. I had a couple that left right. He called me up and said, Pastor, I need to meet you in the office this afternoon, Sunday afternoon. So I met him. He said, you know, River Church is just not a good fit for us. we got this and we got that. It's just not a good fit for us so we're going to we're going to move on. Well, hey, I just love these people. But I've had them leave. I don't know why I'm telling you all this. I've had them leave, and their children go out and, and actually speak lies about River Church and about me specifically and said, don't go to that church because it's an evil church and the pastor's evil. Well, it's it's hard to get goodness to flow. You you work the little pump and say, surely there's a little goodness in here. I couldn't find it here. <laughs> it's like, i hate this man i'm gonna let there out of his tires if i ever catch him eating out i'm gonna i mean i had i had help from hell plotting revenge for what he did because i didn't do anything to him he just didn't like the way i did some things i think i said something that i didn't even know or whatever but it doesn't matter you just gotta you just gotta let it go amen because we want goodness to flow it's the goodness of God that leads men to change. Well, that's what led me to change, His goodness. If I'm always dodging the bullet or the lightning strike or the thunder from God, because what did I do? What did I do? I don't even know. Then you cannot have, uh, you won't have goodness in your own life. Another thing I thought of was, because uh, I'm, well, let's turn to Matthew chapter 5. Excuse me, I got I to reference this, uh, this, Matthew chapter 5, verse 22. Not waiting for someone to apologize. Let goodness flow. Don't wait. Verse 22, the Lord Jesus said, I say to you that whosoever is angry with his brother without a cause shall be in danger of the judgment. And whosoever shall say to his brother, Raka, shall be in danger of the counsel. But whosoever shall say thou fool shall be in danger of hellfire. One time Debbie her daddy chewed her out or something, and she called him a fool. Not a good move. I think she was grounded for 17 years or something. He was, was, yeah, amen. Therefore, if thou bring thy gift, look, look, to the altar, and there at the altar, rememberest that thy brother hath ought against thee. It, it's not like you showed up at the altar and said, I just remembered I am mad as thunder at my brother. He says, if you... If it's revealed to you that someone else is mad at you, he said, "Leave there thy gift before the altar and go thy way. first, be reconciled to thy brother, and then come and offer thy gift. So you're not waiting for an apology. matter of fact, this is what Jesus said. He said, Get proactive if someone's mad at you, go confront him and say, What have i done i I shall repent i shall I shall lay down and uh I'll either straighten it up or I'll repent of it. Just tell me what's going on. And I've done that, and it works. I've, I've actually gone to people, and boy, it, it upsets them at first. When you call them out and say, I heard you're mad at me. Or you hadn't talked to me in a while. What's going on? What, what have I done? What's going on? It's, it's powerful. The next thing is, uh, is, uh, that i have really powerful about goodness is not punishing the one that hurts you. Have you all ever heard of the silent treatment? In a marriage, it's, it's a fatal, it's fatal. I knew of someone, uh, it was a, a, I knew of a family, and that when the husband, when they got into a row, and every, every couple does, I hope you know every couple does, I've had them say, we've never had an argument in 48 years. <laughs> Your pants are on fire, quick. Run into the bathroom and put them out. <laughs> Nevertheless, and then the wife for 30 days would not speak. Even tell the kid, tell your father that his keys are, you know, in the, yeah. This scripture I found is in uh, Romans chapter 12. Y'all know about the silent treatment then, punishing, where you punish someone that has offended you or, you know, we got to have goodness. Romans chapter 12, verse 19. Praise God. Uh, verse 19 says, uh, Dearly beloved, avenge not yourselves, but rather give place unto wrath. For it is written, Vengeance is mine, I will repay, saith the Lord. Now you can hardly find it anywhere in a commentary, but the actual meaning of this is not that God will smack someone. God's good all the time. And I'm going to show you scripture a minute that says He's he's good to the unkind and the unthankful. So does God, when, when you just say, God, they hurt me, but I'm turning it over to you for you to smack them good. No, that's not what this meant. Vengeance is mine. I will repay means that what they slighted you, what they shorted you, what they hurt you, the Lord will make it up to you because it's the goodness of God that leads men to change, and he'll change it for you. It's not He is not the smacking God. We're in the day of grace And he does not take up your cause and go over there and put AIDS on somebody or cause them to be in an accident because they messed with you. I am God's righteous child, and you better not mess with me or daddy will come after you. No, daddy will just come and make it up to you for what they slighted you and hurt you. That's good. Uh, Number three, I put not blaming anyone for any trouble that comes. Blaming. The scripture for that is in Luke 6. Luke 6. We're talking about his goodness. And I'm going to tell you, I'm going to give you the hint to that. We're going to go back to Romans and look at that. In chapter 6 of, here's that scripture I was just talking about. It says in verse 27, the Lord Jesus says, I say unto you which hear, love your enemies. You know, it's easier to say that than it is to live that. This is a toughie. Love your enemies. Well, there's a reason they're your enemies. They've done or not done what they should have. Do good to them which hate you. Now, as pastor, I've had lots of people uh, that said they hate me because of something in the church. Bless them that curse you. You sorry, no good rat. Well, I just bless you. You've got to put on some goodness. Pray for them which despitefully use you, and unto them that smiteth thee on the one cheek also Offer also the other, and him that taketh away thy cloak, forbid not to take thy coat also. Give to every man that asketh of thee, and of him that taketh away thy goods, ask them not again. Wow, this is some goodness here. And as ye would that men should do to you the golden rule, do ye also to them likewise. And if ye love them which love you, here's the contrast. What thank have ye for sinners? Also love them those that love them, and if you do good to them, which do good to you, what thank have ye for goodness? Sinners also do the same. So he's saying that goodness is not out of the root of doing what's been done to you. You bless me, I'll bless you. You scratch my back, I'll scratch you. He said that is not goodness. The sinners have no goodness, and they do that. And if you lend to them who which you hope to receive, what thank have ye for sinners? Also lend to sinners. To receive as much again. But here it is. Verse 35. But love ye your enemies. And do good. Do good. Do good. And lend. Hoping for nothing again. And your reward shall be great. And ye shall be the children of the highest. He's prophesying here. Nobody here is born again yet. But he's saying. For God. For he is kind. Unto the thankful. And to the evil. And so there's an implied there. Go and do likewise. Now. Now. The point of all this is to go back to Romans chapter 2 where it says, Know ye not that it is the or despisest thou the riches of his goodness and that it is the goodness of God that leadeth men to repentance. That's the principle. That's not a statement of character. It's the principle of the kingdom that good will lead men to change. So if it's the goodness of God that leadeth men to change, then it's the goodness of Michael and Barry and Pamela that will lead men to change. And then he I've just I've just shown you in the word we're all over it says if you'll do good, you'll have success. It'll be a it, it, you won't get relief in your emotions. You won't you won't get to put the bad up or the uh, <laughs> you you won't have to race anything off of Facebook. He said goodness will change. Goodness is where you want to go. And what does it take to have goodness? You've got to have the love of God shed abroad in your heart by the Holy Ghost who has been given unto us, Romans 5 says. You've got to have it in. You've got to get it in. You've got to let God be good to you. In Matthew chapter 5, so I'm, I'm not going to blame people for my trouble because you know the Lord has another path. When people cut you off from the blessing, when they don't give you what God's even told them to give you, and that's happened before, has it? where people were supposed to give you something and they just suddenly locked down, got greedy and walked off with your stuff. That wasn't the Lord's last best carrier of what God has for you. It's just the one that said no. But there's another one. We're funded here at River Church, not because of y'all, although y'all are marvelous and way... Oh, this church is amazing. But uh, we had... uh, 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 Eric Scott, he uh, went to moved to Georgia last fall, and uh, the No Dimes just left this spring. wasn't a good financial move for River Church. Y'all hear what I'm saying? And and yet you go. You, the natural response would be to say, "We're toast." When you're you know you're on the edge, and then you go, "Wow, the edge just crumbled." But we didn't say that. We said, everything is turning out amazing. You know, you wouldn't say that unless there's some reason that it didn't look amazing, that there was some things against amazing that had just happened. Because those two families, and I'm just being real candid here, but not divulging anything because you can tell. They were both tithers. They were both givers. They were both strong in, in River Church, just like y'all are. And um, when they left, they took all their money <laughs> and, and did what they should in another place. Just like you would if you came here. And I'm telling you, the Lord just, he just jumped in. I can't even tell you really how. But he just jumped in and we're just, we're funded. This has been my whole life that I've seen this. I have been tempted to say, woe is us. What are we going to do? Where are we going? We're going to have to do without. And I never say we're going to do without. I just say it's coming another way. Take a lesson. God is able. It's, it's not from people. It's through people, but not from people. And he's got lots of folks to send them through. So people will give me a, what they call a Pentecostal handshake and, and, uh, and just put $100 in my hand. Matter of fact, I've had two men give me $100 this, this month. So I'm shaking everybody's hand. <laughs> okay. Come up here, Justin. I want to shake your hand. See, see what you got. <laughs> Let's hug and shake hands. Amen. It, it it's just God is so good. He's so so good. He's so good to you just being just uh, let goodness flow So it's the goodness of Michael that leads men to change. I need them to change I need people around me to change. I, that's what i'm called to do But but it's i'm just a christian. I'm just a believer just like everybody else And I just I need people to to change For me and I have they hurt my feelings uh, I got my feelings hurt a, a bunch last fall Uh, Last uh, winter, just, you know, people said things to me and and did things to me that I didn't deserve or I didn't think I did. And uh, because I was just I was dragging around myself and just doing the best I could. And and you just have people come in and just whack at you. And I had some choices to make. So I just blessed those that despitefully used me or bless, you know, whatever. I just got in there and got deliberate And just knuckled down and said, I'm not going to go that way. I'm not going to, what I call, take the bait. It was bait to get carnal, to get natural, to to respond, to be hurt and to hurt. And I just started blessing. I started sending money out. I started sending uh, cards out. I started uh, uh, blessing and just, and, and, and the Bible says it puts, it heaps coals of burning fire upon their head. That's what it says. And they're changing that, you know, uh, people that used to be mad at River Church because they were mad at me or whatever. uh, You see them a year later and they can't remember why they're mad at you. They're like, I hate your guts. I just wish I could remember why. I just I just wish I knew what it was that you were so because you look so nice and you talk so nice and you you sent me that card and you. You, uh, you, you called me with this lead that helped me get a job or whatever. I've done that over and over. And, and they just look at you like, I, I'm not with you, but I wish I was because I don't know why I'm not. And it's all turning. It's all, the kingdom is turning, but it's supernatural. But it's not always just prophesying, Tuscaloosa, come to Jesus. Well, that's important. That's good. But sometimes it's just treating my world. I can't change the whole world, but I can change my world who I'm with and who I contact and who comes into my life, I can change them. Uh, I got... Look in 1 Peter, and then we'll, we'll wind this up. First Peter. We're talking about his goodness, how goodness works. Now, here's a dilemma. The Bible says, and you can believe that it's sexist or it's uh, old-fashioned or it's, uh, it's uh, whatever, that it's not fair. But the kingdom is fair. But it's not the same for men and women in the kingdom. Men and women are equal. There is no no better or worse or higher or lower. It's the same. But we are different. And it says here in chapter uh, 3 of 1 Peter, uh, likewise, so he's talking about some example there. uh, He's talking about elders. He says, likewise ye wives, be in subjection to your own husbands, that... If any obey not the word, you've got a lawless husband that also they also may be may without the word be won by the conversation. Conversation there means in King James means lifestyle that they may be won by the lifestyle of the wives while they behold your chaste lifestyle coupled with fear whose adorning let it not be that outward adorning of plaiting the hair and of wearing of gold or of putting on apparel, but let it be the hidden man of the heart in that which is not corruptible, even the ornament of a meek and quiet spirit, which is in the sight of God of great price. And he goes in there and talks about Sarah. So here he's talking about how do you win your husband? You know, you married old doodle dog and you thought he was one way and you thought you could change him and you thought, you know, I'll... I got me a project here. I'm going to remodel this man. And he's, he's rough and tough, but I, I got ways that he's never heard of, and I'm fixing to change and turn him around. Well, that may be a little bigger project than you intended to take on because it doesn't always happen uh, like you think. But the Word gives us the remedy. Don't come in and say, the Bible says, and don't come in. Brother Hagen talked about uh, an unbelieving husband. And her saying, I want to go to church, and him grumbling and carrying on. So she just cooked him a real big dinner before on Wednesdays and took care of him. And then as soon as she'd come in from church, then she'd sit down and watch TV with him and just, and just be a blessing. And wouldn't do that on the other nights. But on Wednesday nights, she'd do that after she got in from church. And he liked her going to church then. He got where yeah, this is Wednesday. Yeah, we're going to eat good in the neighborhood this week and we, we're going to and she's going to sit here next to me and pet me and and say how wonderful I am, even though I'm as I'm a junkyard dog. It's what it's talking about in the word. Goodness leads men to change. He, The word says wives, you shouldn't you shouldn't take them to Bible school, Sunday school or whatever, if they're not believers. That it, it, they resent your God. They're in competition and comparison with him, and they don't measure up, and they don't like their wives going off and talking about Jesus and talking about going to people that he's not. They don't like that. It's, not, it's all screwy-do. It's all wiring and everything. But said, hey, if you'll be good to him, he'll come. he have got you Got follow me home on you. And the last one I got is Romans chapter 13, and we will quit with this. What I'm saying this morning and what this series has been to me is that your goodness is not in vain because it's really unappreciated. A lot of times it's rejected. It's pushed back. You're good. You intended to be good. Your whole motive was good. I want to be a blessing. And somebody misinterprets you and rejects you and says you're doing this and doing that. God said, just keep on coming at him. It's working. Chapter 13 of Romans in verse 10 says, love worketh no ill to his neighbor. Therefore, love is the fulfilling of the law. And knowing, and that, knowing the time that it is now high time to wake out of sleep. For now is our salvation nearer than we believed. The night is far spent. The day is at hand. So he's saying, not, not down the road, right now. Let us therefore cast off the works of darkness which would be punishment, which would be the silent treatment, which would be waiting for an apology, uh, would be blaming. He said, cast that off and let us put on the armor of light, which would be goodness. Let us walk honestly as in the day, not in rioting and drunkenness, not in chambering and wantonness, not in strife and envying. But here it is, verse 14. But put ye on the Lord Jesus and make not provision for the flesh to fulfill the lusts thereof. Y'all just put on his goodness. And you're a winner. You don't have to know a lot of Scripture. You should know some. You should know these that talk about goodness. But we have got goodness in us by the new birth. It's been put in. It's not that you just have a good personality. It's goodness has been put in. It's our choice. It's our opportunity to access goodness. So personally, I'm not bragging. I'm just telling you the way I do it. I endeavor to speak something good to everybody that I find, because I know it works. I know it gets me in. I know it uh, it takes us. Because I you know, sometimes I'm not, you know. All of us, we're not everything good to everybody. So you just get on the offensive and you start saying, "Woo, you look good today." If they do, I mean, ah, <laughs> even if they don't, just say you look good. Just put on faith. And all of a sudden, it'll change it. Goodness is something we can do. And we got to be a different person because we're Christians than those that are in the world. Amen? It's the goodness of Michael that leads men that come into Michael's lives to change. That's all I can do. That's all I can do is be good. I can't change anybody, but the Bible says his goodness will if I'll minister it. Amen? Now, I will tell you all that uh, River Church is a healing church. We have not left healing behind. Certainly got sidetracked or certainly got, uh, or just didn't have a heart for it, just didn't have a, didn't have, really didn't have the people for it. Everybody uh, was changing places, and the Lord said, I want you to lay this down for a little while, but I'm going to get you to pick it up. We have some things in our heart to do that you will want to do. We're not going to be doing things at River Church that you go, oh, he's going to, Make us have friend day, and he's going to no, know. We're going to do what's already in you to do. Uh, we talked about having a Sunday school class today at this new place. And you go, well, who would that be? People that don't know anything. We could have coffee and donuts. I'm not saying we're going to. I'm just saying and have Sunday school and have a classroom of people that are learning spirit, soul, and body and learning who they are in Christ. You know, they got to catch up that's that's what we all need. we all needed to catch up, and that's how we catch up and one of you could teach it all of you could teach it and that'd be fun. We're gonna have home groups if you want to it'd be up to you we're we're gonna we're gonna train you or encourage you but this neighborhood around the church I see that like if you could get anybody to come to Sunday school, then we could get a home group in their house well, they don't know anything ah but Pam could go in there and teach it. Annette could go in there and teach it. Melissa, could. we could all go in there and teach it. And, it, and then, listen, here's my, here's my calling card. I've never, I keep telling y'all, I've never seen a home group where we prayed for the sick and they didn't recover. I've never seen it. It happens every time, everybody's in. In a church, there's all sorts of things going on. Well, psst, 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 I've got this, and it's embarrassing, and I don't, you know what? It just doesn't work all the time in church. And there's no place for us to call the it just, It's not the Bible pattern. But we do it because we want to, after church, we want to pray for people, and uh, they get healed. But it's just not, we're missing a bunch. And so we're going to get in home groups, and we're going we're to pray for the sick. And they're going to recover. And you know what they're going to do? We're not going to have long Bible lessons. I know people like, and we're not going to have, uh, you know, like a lot of churches. Well, we have the motorcycle home group over here, and we have the, the knitting club over here. That, that, that's not who we are. We're business, we're kingdom business. Now, on Thursday or Saturday, if you want to meet, you know, Lulu down there and, and pick out knitting supplies, yay, because you met her at the, at, but we're business. And we're gonna pray for the sick, and they're gonna bring their sick friends, because you know this this Annette woman. She prayed for she prayed for me, and doggone, it left, and I feel good, and everything's different, and my husband now is interested. We got the keys. We don't need fog machines and big lights. We don't need productions. We don't need a big building. We don't need a uh, we don't need a fancy building. We could have one. Love to have one. I'd love to get an inheritance or however the Lord wants to bless me. Uh, bring it, Lord. And just build us a new church and just do whatever we wanted to. I am not against it. I, I think it'd be marvelous if... Uh, but until then, we're not going to sit around and wait for stained glass. We're going to go lay hands on folks. And we're going to teach them who they are and get their cancer out of their bodies and get the poverty off of their lives and get their husband not drunk and get their kids delivered and it's happening so lord we just thank you right now for your good hand on river church and lord it's been a long time coming but in your season in your time we've been working on the foundation you gave us to perfect we see the plan unfold and we ask you for favor today favor 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 lord your favor on us Because you love us and your goodness has caused us to change, we want to give your goodness so others can. And we give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Offering. Yay! We didn't do offering, did we?